0: two, three. Hi, this is Catherine Hood. I am here again on another podcast. I am so thrilled. Um, We have Risa Marson with us today. She has a hypnosis business here in Spokane, Washington. The name is the Soft Spark Hypnosis. Really excited to hear more about this. Uh, so, I do want to quickly throw out a disclosure before we begin. This podcast will be uh, just basic tips, some advice, some suggestions, some of our opinions, possibly, but it will be built around our experience, our education, and our training. We're not doctors, we're not licensed nutritionists or dietitians, but I would love to know more about what all you do, Risa.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much Catherine. I'm so happy to be here. This is awesome. Uh you do an amazing job with the groups that uh you take care of and the people that you surround um the, these groups with as well as the help that you give them. I know that you're a very caring and passionate person. Uh you take care of your clients really well. Uh you care about them even after their sessions and <laughs> I I'm so happy that we get to, to work together a little bit today.
0: Yes, I think that based on what I know about you, you're the same way too. You you care about people and, and you want results and you um, are passionate about those things that you specialize in. And I think that we are drawn to each other for a reason. And, um, you know, I see those things that you do and and I'm excited to hear more.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, hypnosis is an interesting career to have, (laughs) and I absolutely love it. Um, I've always known that if, uh, I could have a job where I was a student for the rest of my life, that's what I wanted to do. And with this, you know, working with people and the human mind, there's, there's no limit to the learning, uh, that I get to have. So it's exciting and so much fun. Um, I hope people when they're really stuck usually Mm -hmm. is when I see clients when they've tried everything else they've done they've gone to the doctors um they've gone to the counselors they've done everything and they're still not getting where they want to be and my job is to help them bridge that gap um from wanting to do it and actually being able to do it and it's it's astounding to watch. <laughs> right. um, weight loss is, of course, hypnosis. Weight loss and stop smoking are the two main things that people know about hypnosis. Um, a lot of people don't mind sharing that they lost weight or that they stopped smoking uh, with hypnosis. Some of the other things that I do help with, with overcoming fears and phobias mm-hmm. and traumas and things like that, those aren't things that people are usually is happy to shout about that they, they went to see somebody for. So, um, hypnosis isn't just limited to, um, weight loss and smoking, but those are the two biggest ones that most people know about. Um, the first question I usually get is, are you going to make me bark like a dog or quack like a duck? (laughs) And I love that question. Um, the, the short answer is, well, if you want to, Um, Well, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The longer answer is that hypnosis is often you. It is a consensual relationship that you choose to do. Um, My favorite analogy is that if we could control minds and make people do exactly what we want them to do, every mother in the universe would be a hypnotist.
0: (laughs) I love it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> you know, in the movies, you see the, ooh, people walk it, you know, yeah. Hollywood's great, but, uh, for the fun factor, but, but it's not the reality. Uh, so it is definitely an opt-in, uh, you, you want, you have to be a willing participant for sport right. to help you. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the first step to weight
0: loss is, desire that you know you have to have you have to have more want um, than excuses I believe Um, and I would think that that would even be at a deeper level with hypnosis Um, like you said you've tried everything you've done all the fad diets you've done all the exercising you've done all the whatevers and and find that you just can't get past something I'm sure that there's something maybe deep-rooted um, or something that you are great with, like revealing <laughs> maybe? I, I, I guess sure. that's what I, I guess well, I'm kind of
1: curious too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what you said is really kind of spot on there. That's what we do is we get to the root cause mm-hmm. for for the struggle. And when we eliminate that and the feelings that come along with that, then we can, it's so much easier to do the behaviors that we want to do. So if you think about um, somebody, if there's a weed in your yard and you mow over it, mm-hmm. you can kind of, it's gone for a little bit maybe, but then it's still, it pops right back up <laughs> and you pull it out by the roots. And that's what we do with hypnosis is we get to the subconscious mind where all of our memories are stored and we get to the root cause and we eliminate that. And the root cause might be something as far back as three years old. Absolutely, uh, commonly, actually, uh, at a very young age, is usually where that root cause comes from. Because when we view the world as a three-year-old, we can only make sense of it the way a three-year-old can. So, not, you know, it could be something simple as mom walking away while they're sitting in the high chair and then they feel abandoned or, you know, that to that little kid's mind, it was, you know, mom was gone. Ah!
0: (laughs) And I've actually heard of it being younger than that. I've heard of a child that has severe jaundice and they're uh, not able to be with a mother Mm -hmm. right after being born and and having to be in a little incubator. Well, the baby, you know, thinks that they're being abandoned, that they're, yes. so that it could be as far deep as that. Yes. That's what heard. Yeah. Uh, yes. I've heard. And I've actually found, um, I've done a lot of quizzes. I love doing quizzes. <laughs> and in some of them I had, just out of curiosity, um, some of these individuals that are either picky, um, extremely picky, or really struggle um, what they ate as a child and what they see as a normal meal as when in their childhood and what they see as a normal meal now. Um, it is kind of interesting to see the patterns. Um, yeah. And I, you know, we're not given a, a user's manual when our children are born. <laughs> um, and I was not raved by any means in the best way, but I've tried my hardest to level that up and be a a great mom um but one of the things that I really really wanted and I desired deep deep inside of me is that I didn't want my kids to be picky and um I got lucky and they love food they actually love food so much that they you know it's like let's go out to eat and they want to go to sushi they want to have you know expensive food and it's like what did I do why can't we go back to the fish stick stage the fish stick stage was so easy and now they're like You know, really fancy taste, and um, and anyways, but kind of back to our childhood, it it really does have a huge impact on us.
1: Yeah, it does. And, you know, and not even, you know, there are definite situations that you know that things happened in your childhood, but there's the things that just are regular everyday life that, when, like I said, when you perceive it from a certain age, your perception is you could. That's all you can get out of that is what you learned when you were three. So um, it, is, it is amazing to help people find what that is. And almost everyone has been very surprised at what their root cause was. Because if they knew what it was in their conscious mind, they'd be able to just fix it. Yeah, There's so- a lot of things we do in our conscious mind that we knows, you know and that we work on, right? Right. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, um, I, I heard a story not too long ago about uh, going back to childhood and how we're raised. I believe, and I might not get this exactly right, but Michael Jackson's mother was interviewed and asked um, something in reference to how she raised uh, Michael Jackson. And, and her quote was, and I may not get this exactly right, but something to the effect of, well, I raised him to the best of my abilities, to how I knew how. Um, you know, and I, and, and I think based on what I've heard and understood, there might have been a little bit of abuse there, but, um, she, that's all she knew, um, and that might've been how she was raised. And so that's kind of what it comes back to is, you know, how we're raised and how our parents are raised and in and this cycle. And a and lot of times we want to try to break cycles, and you know, we do things how we think, we have a positive intention, I guess, in mind, right. and, and we're trying to do the best that we can with what tools we have and yes. and money and and everything else. So,
1: yeah, we do. I I agree with that 100. Um, my heart is definitely with the parents uh, out there. Um, <laughs> you know, you know when you you say to yourself, "I will never do mm-hmm. fill in the blank what my mom or dad did." And then you get kids, you're of your own, and all of a sudden, you find yourself doing that exact thing, and you don't know why, and you don't know how to change it, and you try. So that is one of the things that hypnosis can help with um, for parenting, and uh, I have a huge, huge heart for that, uh, because we do the best we can. If we could do better, we would. Right. We just would. We would. Or
0: sometimes we do the absolute opposite because we don't want to be like our parents. Right.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> like completely uh, opposite. Yes. If you have a really strict parent, then maybe you're extremely permissive or the other way around. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we do those things to defy our parents even as adults.
0: <laughs> I think another thing that comes to mind is Uh, And a habit that I can't break is cleaning my plate, but I've learned to think that, okay, well, I'm going to put this amount of food on my plate. This is a portion. This is what I really should eat. And, you know, just really careful with that. And then I can always go get seconds, you know. Right. I always try to keep that in mind. But um, that is, and I've tried, I've tried really hard to be rebellious and leave just a little bit on my plate. And I just, it's, <laughs> and I can do it, but I have to really, really consciously try because the subconscious just takes over. Right. Um, but that's, yeah. That's, that's probably one example that I can think of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that is again, that's something that, you know, if that was if that was causing like an issue in your life or something, that is something that could definitely be worked with. Um I I do tell my clients, my weight loss clients, to take half of what they think they wanna eat first, because they can always go back for more. Um but at the beginning I say, you know, if if you were to eat a piece of lasagna this big normally. Just take half of that. You can always go back for that second helping if you want. Um, There's uh, Erica Flint, who was my instructor. Uh, She's from Cascade Hypnosis Center in Bellingham. Uh, She has a book called Reprogram Your Weight, which I highly recommend. Mm. And one of the things that she talks about is the broccoli test. So, eat only when you're hungry. But how do you know if you're hungry? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're standing there looking inside the refrigerator, would you eat broccoli? (laughs) If you would eat broccoli, then great. You're hungry. (laughs) Get something healthy to eat and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But if you're not hungry enough to eat broccoli, but you only want the donut, then your mind is telling you that it needs something else. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's a break. It just needs a break. Mm -hmm. and so go get up take a walk do a little dance listen to some music do something else um so that you don't eat the donut (laughs) but if you're not hungry enough to eat the broccoli now I happen to love broccoli so I'm always (laughs) hungry enough to eat broccoli but whatever your broccoli is um you know then don't eat if you don't if you're not hungry enough for broccoli right and You know, we time, we time our lives around our meals and, and things like that. Don't, you don't have to eat the very first moment you wake up unless your doctor tells you you need to do that. Um, eat when you're actually hungry. Right, right. Well, as I
0: look at all the specialties that you and techniques that you have, there's another one that stands out to me. Um, I always joke that I'm a recovering perfectionist. Uh, ah. What's funny about it was it's probably been, oh, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago um, when I owned the Allstate office. I had the entire office and myself take a personality test. I've taken many in my life, many, many, many of them, but this one, um, and then they're all different, you know, they all had different, and some of them I don't even know what the results were, but because uh, wasn't, I wasn't privy to that. But this one I was, and it actually labeled us. And I don't know if that's healthy or not, but the label came back for mine as a perfectionist. And I was in denial about it for days. <laughs> and we had an office meeting and you know, everybody got their label. And, um, and it was kind of interesting to see and read what everybody's label was and how I could Really go, oh yeah, that fits you. And then when it came to me, they were laughing and like, yeah, and laughing and pointing at me, and I was just felt like, you no, know, kid in high school and freshman year getting picked on. But uh, it, I really, I guess, I embraced it, and I try to recognize it and see it for what it is, and 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 try to utilize it as, as something powerful. Or right. scale back and go, okay, is this stopping me from moving forward because yes. I'm trying to keep, make it super perfect and not needing to. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. I found that um, I used to be a master procrastinator and um, I actually did uh, hypnosis to help with that. Wow. And I just always thought I was lazy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that I was lazy. It was that I could did not want to do something unless I knew I could do it perfectly. And that was holding me back. And an amazing amount of things that it held me back from. So being okay to fail was not easy, but failing is awesome Mm -hmm. because you learn and and it's okay. And you improve, you learn, you improve, and then you, you can maybe get it perfect later on. But um, yeah, that was what I found out for me was that it wasn't that I was procrastinating because I was too lazy to do stuff. It was because I needed to do it perfectly or else I just wouldn't do it.
0: And I had a friend that her parents would ask her at dinner every night, what'd you fail at today?
1: mm I like that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but I do think that procrastination and, and weight loss can go hand in hand. Oh. Um, I know a lot of individuals that um, are waiting for something, um, mm-hmm. a, a time or a a situation or whatever. And, and some of these individuals I've known for years and they're constantly... You know, telling me, oh no, it'll be in another two weeks or another month or another three months or, oh no, I'm going to start. But it keeps getting pushed off. It keeps getting pushed off. And I okay. feel like that is a pro- procrastination. I think it's a fear as fear.
1: well. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> That's fear. Boy, that keeps us, that really holds us back from a lot of things. Love, safety and belonging is, is
0: typically why one of mm. those um, but yeah, so fear, procrastination, um, you know, yeah, fear of failure probably is the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. disappointment. It is. you know, disappointment or, or failing in, in, in front of others, I suppose. Right. But, um, and I think a lot of us have failed at many diets and here's the thing. I don't teach diets. I teach lifestyle. So, we create something, we curate something, and it gets you going and, and have, you know, it's simple, you're not counting calories, you're not, it's super, super simple, it's it's a little more complex than the broccoli rule, I like that though, <laughs> um, but you're not counting calories, you're not counting points, and you're not expected to work out three hours a day, in fact, I don't, and I wouldn't, actually, I, I would never recommend anyone work out more than 60 minutes in a day, because it's just, it it actually overloads your body with cortisol. But, um, you know, it's just, yeah, there's just, it's, I create a lifestyle or help them create a lifestyle, walk them through it. And, um, it doesn't end. It's just, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a change, it's a shift, but it takes time. Some people embrace it in six days and some people it takes three months. Um, and then they're off and running. And and sometimes I have clients like, okay, I got this, you know, after a few months and then, they go, you know, away for a month, and then they come back like, hey, you know, can you help me a little bit? Because they just love <laughs> the accountability. They love having somebody there to watch and hold them. And and um, so I'm kind of curious if I was challenged and struggling, and I felt like I've tried everything, what would it take? Would I need to have? I mean, I'm sure it changes with everybody, just like what I deal with. So if somebody says, you know, I really want to lose weight would it be like an hour session with you once a week for six weeks or
1: is it just one-time thing or? So um, again, depending on the client, uh, what I do is I have my clients, uh, I have a free consultation. It's about a 30 45 minute consultation and that's where I get to know about them and everything that they need. And then from that point, we decide, you know, how many sessions do we need? Most clients are within five to six sessions. Um, sessions are usually sixty to ninety minutes. Just kind of depends. Um, for weight loss clients, I mean that weight loss is like you know do that every day. <laughs> um, it it's it is just one of those ones that is just every day. Um, we talk about the feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a reason that we're eating the food that we don't want to be eating. And usually that is, we're distracting ourselves Mm -hmm. from whatever feeling it is that we have inside ourselves that we're not liking. And it could be boredom. Boredom is a feeling. Boredom means you're not being challenged. Um, there's a great book by Cal Banyan called The Secret Language of Feelings. Oh. And I highly recommend that as well um helps you identify feelings as well as you know what does it mean like being bored means you're not being challenged so when you're at the refrigerator and you're not hungry enough for broccoli, what are you feeling? Yeah. So what do you need to do for that feeling if you if it's loneliness, call somebody yeah. um and so we kind of, we go, we deal with that. And, um, you know, we, we help with the root cause of what's stopping us from succeeding, getting, helping get rid of uh, those major feelings. and then And then we also work on behavioral changes. And through hypnosis with the subconscious mind, it loves to hear all that good stuff. You know, we just, our conscious mind just so, uh, subconscious just soaks it up, soaks it up. And so it really helps create the ability to easily follow uh, whatever it that is. I'm not a nutritionist either. I do work with and collaborate with a holistic nutritionist, uh, Trincy Hawkins. And so when my clients do have questions, I've got a really great uh, resource there. And, um, but for the most part, it's just about the behavior changes yeah. when the, when the behavior changes, then you don't, you don't, you're not feeling deprived. You're not feeling like, oh, I, I can't have cake ever again in my life. Ah, so then all you got to do is eat cake, right? When you're, when you're trying to deprive yourself of something like that, then all you want to do is eat the cake. So it's just about behavior changes and just a shift in thinking really. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Spot on. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I have an office here in Spokane. I'm located at the Tapio Center, okay. um, kind of between Thor and Frey and Spokane. I also um, conduct, conduct sessions online. I am the first hypnotist in Eastern Washington to receive professional certification to conduct online sessions. I was going And, one of, the, ask and one of the first in the world, actually. So What? Um, yeah. So it's it, – and doing – and for some people, in person is the best for them. But, you know, a lot of people having that screen between kind of helps them open up a little bit more sometimes. If there's a little bit of a distance there, so – for some people that are that aren't as open to share, um, that screen between us kind of gives them that freedom a little bit.
0: A couple of things I would say about that too is uh, like what we're doing—we're on a Zoom—and um, mm-hmm. something I learned in the very beginning to make it easier to do Zooms or Facebook Lives is uh, you know set it all up, get it all running and then drop it down where you can't see yourself and the other person and just really focus on the camera. And, mm-hmm. and that might even help a little bit more with somebody that might have that anxiety or that right. concern or worry about what do I look like? And, um, another great thing is that I'm assuming that you can work with anybody across the country or are you limited Anywhere. to Washington the world? Perfect. Perfect. And then when you do sessions anywhere in the world, are you doing them on a platform like this?
1: I am at Zoom. Yeah. Uh, use the Zoom room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. I love the Zoom room.
1: <laughs> it is great. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I also teach self-hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so then my clients carry this throughout their life. They, they have this tool that they can use forever for any situation
0: and when and if you're ready or willing we should <laughs> do a um, little mini hypnosis uh class i run a meetup group uh, healthy lifestyle community and meetup okay and would love to collaborate with oh, you okay. that would and be great. wouldn't it we could i would do, love it yeah <laughs> yeah we could do like mini sessions or a, just a um uh, you know, maybe a group class, and, and, and do something fun afterwards, and just, yeah, but that would be great, and then you could, you know, offer your services, so yeah, go from there. but yeah, I'm more than excited to do that, I, I just started the meetup group a little while ago, but um, it's okay. ever growing, and so the theme of the meetup group is being healthy, or fitness, or wellness, and so we do food tours, we do, um, so I have that coming up soon, and then I'll put the link underneath this video, Okay. and then i'll send it to you as well but um we do walks we do yoga we do actually we have um orange theory tonight um, so we're just doing anything health and fitness related or, or wellness um but yeah any kind of classes like we had a chiropractic class in quarter d'Alene last week um, so it was fantastic it was actually a dinner so it was dinner and an education piece that went along with it so um okay. so it could be free it could be a small fee um, so if we get a space that has a cost to it, then we can, we can, you know, coordinate okay. with that. But if it's free, it's probably something we would want to do fairly soon. If it's a fee, we might want to wait a little bit until the group gets a little bigger, but okay. that's out okay. there and available. But I feel like we had a great podcast, so I, I feel fun. like we'll, um, close out, but you know, okay. if you want to do another one in the future, let's do it. But I think Absolutely. this was incredible. I learned a little bit and really enjoyed my time with you today.
1: Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. That was amazing to be invited to do a podcast. And um, and if anyone ever has any questions about hypnosis, uh, what it is, or if they have questions about me, uh, they can find me on the soft spark um, as well as the soft spark hypnosis on Facebook. Um, and I'll give you a few links to put in under there, but those are the the two main. <laughs> ways to get in touch with me um you can also give me a call at um 509-552-7876 perfect and I'm, I'm here in spokane and um thank you so much Catherine.
0: yes thank you it's been an honor it's been been a great time and i look forward to having having an event we should do a total we'll event be that would to, be great. Be we'll do a we'll, fun event we'll collaborate we will.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.